0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. TechFan Podcast number 421. I'm Tim Robertson. I'm David Cohen. And uh, this is take two.
1: I have a lot of problems today.
0: Yeah. So um, obviously those who are are listening to um, this episode and have been a subscriber for a while knows that it's been two weeks since we did the last one and that's because every other week David and I are now doing... The new show, this is no longer the new show, David, uh, Geeks Pub. Nope. And I'm. It, here's the thing, David. I really want to do a Geeks Pub right now because we both just saw the new Star Wars movie and we were dying yep. to talk about it. But at this point, we're about three weeks out from you and I discussing the film. And yep. that's good because uh, I'm going to talk about it some next week with Eric, who's going to co host with me. And. Um, but I'm, I'm going I'm, to. Going to be curious to get your take on the movie. Uh, By then, The Mandalorian will have finished its run, so we'll we'll be looking at a a big old Star Wars episode. Probably (laughs) the next couple Geeks Pub.
1: Yeah, and hopefully I'll get a chance to see the movie again because sort of movie, a lot going on. There's a very dense movie, so it's worth seeing it more than once to pick things up for the second time and then kind of see how it hits.
0: Yeah, I missed uh, Um, them, their whole thing with Lando because I had to go take a leak and cole a popcorn but i have to go to uh, another screening because brooke wasn't able to come with us so right. it was just cole and i so i have to take brooke now too right uh, which isn't a bad thing no uh, movie prices are so expensive it's like jeez yeah
1: yeah For, unfortunately one of the big cinema chains here in the uk has really slashed their prices they charge uh, five pounds per uh, basically all the time now so, what, $7 or $8 for uh, each showing? Uh, and that's the way prices used to be. That's a lot more reasonable than... Um, they're probably they're probably half what the other chains charge.
0: Do you have the theatres where it's reserved seating?
1: Uh, yeah. In fact, most, most theatres in the UK do that.
0: And the reclining seats and all that? Uh,
1: so reclining seats, you, you tend to have to... So, basically, most of the chains in the UK, they have a strip of two rows that have... Big uh, reclining seats and all of that, and they charge a little bit more for those. Yeah. Um, and then there are a few theaters that that are much smaller, and they're all like that. But uh, the majority, it's it's like an upgrade.
0: Um, they are going all to those seats here in the U.S. now, it seems. Right. And I like the change. Every seat is a good seat now, except for that front row. I still can't do the front row. No. Um, but every seat's a good seat. They all recline. There's plenty of space between rows. And, they're, and the seats are so much bigger that even if you 're sitting next to a stranger you don 't really feel like you are, yeah, and they all have really nice trays to put your food and, and drink on i it, they are i 'll give movie chains credit what credits do from a technology standpoint they 're all upgrading to you know digital everything oh, sound
1: can't, yeah i can 't remember the last time I saw a movie that was projected from film. I think pretty much all of the ones we go and see now are. Digital projection, and that's one of the few, you know, a lot of a lot of technology improvements. Let's face it, movies have always had, movie theatres in the main have always had great sound, so yeah. even though there's a lot of technology that goes into the Dolby Atmos and all of that sort of thing now, you can't really tell unless you're a aficionado, aficionado. but the difference between... Film projection and digital video projection is like night and day. It's like switching between a CRT and an HD 4K TV. It's amazing. You don't get any of those artifacts you get on movie on movie film. Um, the films tend to be more reliable. Uh, and, and they look, yeah, much, much sharper, which kind of we're used to now because we're used to watching, you know, big high-def TVs at home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's – got to give them credit. They're doing a great job. And they have to because the competition has never been more fierce for your entertainment dollar. And this is disposable income. This isn't, you know, and people are still finding reasons to go to the theater. And you got to have a good experience. Uh, I was a little worried, honestly, when Cole and I sat down because a younger couple sat right in front of us. And again, it's really a steep theater so you know yeah. I, I can almost see into their lap but they brought an infant i'm talking mm. you know less than six months old uh, and i thought really you're gonna bring yeah. an infant to and i was totally prepared to tell him to get the hell out if that yeah. baby started making a lot of noise not to be that guy but you know i i didn't come to watch star wars to listen to your baby cry the whole movie that ain't it's, gonna happen it's like get a sitter <laughs> you know? they, exactly yeah but they anytime the baby started fussing a little bit. They were right on top of it, and put yeah. a stop to it and okay. so I give them credit for that. but who brings an infant to a movie theater? Are you stupid well, yeah, I guess uh
1: that i i don't want to be you know the uh, let, let's face it, you and I both have. A comfortable living. We're not rich by any stretch of the imagination, but you know we we have disposable income. So I don't want to be the guy saying, "Well, just you know, I just said it. Just get a sitter." I know that some people, I know some people struggle for money.
0: Yeah, but but then don't um, go to the movies with your baby. Well, uh,
1: my that's that's my point. My point is is uh, you know if you if you want to go to the movies and you have a six month old, isn't it doesn't matter about how good to be honest how good they were. Yeah, it's not the right environment for a child. Yeah, for a particularly for a young baby who has a different sleep pattern to everybody as well. I don't think. Well, they're an extremely loud movie. Are you kidding? Yeah, I know that's exactly what I mean. So you know, if you're in that situation, and and I know you, yeah. Even if my even if money is tight and it's 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 double the cost, right? Yeah, I I think it would be better for everybody, including yourselves, really, to try and find the extra money or save the extra money to have a sitter or or you know with, leave the child with a family or, so,
0: with or, a, a or, family here, or something or or here here's an idea you don't get to see the movie right now i'm sorry your yeah. your life it revolves around your 100% happiness and screw everybody else because you're the most important person in the world cuz you're a precious okay. little flower but you know what you have an infant you have responsibilities and we live with a social con- contract in this world oh, yeah, and one of those it. are you don't bring an infant to a movie like this. You don't do it.
1: Yeah. I've got to be honest. It's only really since in the last 12 months or so when Charlotte is, is, you know, nine coming on 10 that we've, that uh, unless we're going to see kids movies that we've started going to, to the movie theater
0: because she's going to make noises and stuff. Well, no, it's it's
1: not just that she, you know, she sits, she's, she's always been a good child. She always sits nicely. But the point is, is that the sort of movies we often all want to see as a family. Yeah. are not age appropriate for her. Right. So, we just haven't seen them all together you know either i go with alexander or leanne goes with alexander yeah if charlotte has been you know off with a friend or something sometimes the three of us have gone to see a movie like the marvel movies for instance they're far too intense for her even even now given the age she is i think she probably would struggle with something like uh, endgame or something like that so Uh we just haven't we haven't seen them all together and we just kind of accept that that's part of the price of parenthood. Is that's that right. you? You have the responsibilities. You can't do the things you used to be able to do.
0: And it's called sacrifice, people. Yeah, you got to sacrifice your own entertainment because you had a child. I'm sorry, David uh, and I had children, and we had a sacrifice. It's just the yeah. way it is. Um, but yeah, they're they're upgrading all the movie theaters, and you know, with Netflix and Disney Plus and you know, there's so much good content out there right now that you don't have to leave your house to, to enjoy. You got to bring it. And I got to say, um, they're doing a damn good job at movie theaters. Mm -hmm. They still can't fix stupid. Um, IE parents with babies or people who are just going to talk or somebody who sneaks their food in, in a super crumbly bag. Uh, and that's, you know, all you hear the whole time is,
1: you know what? To be honest, so, all those all those things I can kind of live with, because there's something yeah. you can do about them. The the big problem I have in the movie theater is idiots who won't put their phone down.
0: I haven't you had know? that problem in a while. Remember, I had the the one that we got nasty with like a yeah. two years ago, but that was the last time that I've had that problem.
1: So, when but we they went
0: play to, four or five commercials before the movie starts about putting your phone away now
1: but yeah they they do it they do it in English theaters as well, and yet when we when I went to see um Star Wars with Alexander, we were sat right on the back row, yeah, and there was a family of three next to us with a with a kid who was you know probably seven or eight, something like that. The child was fine, right, but both the parents could not stop looking at their phones. And they were looking at Facebook. I could—the woman who kept on doing it—I could see, and it was like every five minutes she's looking at Facebook. And I would—I
0: would have got real close to her ear and went,
1: "Turn off the phone." Well, you know what? She got the idea because basically every time the screen came out, I started looking right over there, and eventually they—they kind of toned it down. But after about—and—and and she she put hers away and it didn't come out. Then, then forty minutes later, the guy's phone came out, and I—I I just, you know, I—it is. Social media appears to become an addiction with some people. Oh, I'm is. thinking to myself, those posts are still going to be there when you come out of this movie. Yeah? Do, you don't need to do it in the bleeding movie. And, and yeah. I'm, frankly, I'm, I'm of the opinion that if the, if the movie theatres put cell phone jammers on so the things didn't work, uh, I would be completely and awfully cool with that. Mm-hmm. Completely and awfully cool.
0: Yep, I'm you know, fine People with go, that too. Oh
1: well, you know, if I have a sitter, then I need to hear it's like you you know, if you have a good sitter, there's very few uh crises at home
0: that need- And if you're that worried about it, you don't get to go to the movie. Sorry.
1: Yeah, exactly. Sorry.
0: Yeah. You take that responsibility. You're the yeah. one that decided you had to go see this movie opening night. hmm. Sorry. Yeah, so so anyways. Anyway. Um, now, I did now uh finished being old guys. Yeah, well, I think most people actually agree with all of all of this. I, would, I think I would, everybody I listening to it. this, yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway, I don't,
0: don't I, I don't you mind don't you looking you at your phone it. in previews. That's fine, but once oh, the lights go down, turn them off.
1: Yeah, this was during the movie.
0: Yeah, that's just like,
1: you know, it's just like that's
0: when you get an extra bottle of water and you squirt it at them, right at the phone. <laughs> yep, because because I would love to be that guy. Um, <laughs> I got I we're just a couple of days from Christmas, the gift giving mm-hmm. season. And uh, I gave Julie uh, a car.
1: That's a very, very nice gift.
0: So it wasn't a brand new one. Um, I I would love to say, you know, we drive brand new cars, but I've mentioned on the show many times that I drive a Sequoia with a quarter of a million miles on it. I've always generally drove older cars. I've only bought one brand new car in my life.
1: Uh, And I've just switched my formerly brand new car to a uh, a three-year-old used car, and I'm very, very happy with it as well, and I'm much appreciating the financial savings as well as the fact that I chose a good car.
0: Well, in our situation, Julie's been driving a car that I've hated for a very long time. Which was? And uh, it was a GMC Envoy, and I hated the thing, right. and I didn't buy it for her. When we got this car, this car was going to be my dad's car. It was right, right. after mom passed, excuse me, it was right after mom passed away. He was having a hard time getting in and out of his old Lincoln. Um, one of the things that I've noticed selling cars is a lot of the SUVs, and I'm, and I'm also talking about smaller SUVs like a RAV4 yep. or a Nissan Rogue or uh, whatever, um, is retirees. Because it's easy to get in and out of rather than a passenger car where you've got to fall into it and pull yourself out. This that is- becomes a problem.
1: This is precisely why I got rid of the Infinity, because mm-hmm. with, the, with the back injury and the surgery that Leanne had last year...
0: It's harder she, to get it in and, and out. Sh-
1: she really yeah. struggled to get. To be honest with you, everybody struggled to get in and out of that car. Even Charlotte, the first time she sat in the front, and she's nine, um, banged her head on the on it. It's just you know, kind of low down coupe yeah. style, just not very comfortable. Uh, and we we ended up buying uh, a Mazda CX-3, which is kind of a very small car, like a city car uh, or a super mini car, but it's been turned into like a pumped up SUV. It's one of these crossover ones, and. Because we tried every car on the lot, and this was the one she found easier to get in and out of. Fortunately, yeah. For me, I love the car as well. It's got loads of nice toys on it, and it's really nice to drive. But the key thing for us was abling, her being able to get in and out of it
0: easily. It's a huge issue for a lot of people worldwide. Yeah. And that's why I got this GMC Envoy, what, two years ago? Three, no, three years ago now. And I wanted it for Dad, and I bought it. It was a trade-in for another customer. It wasn't my customer, but they had traded this in. And I looked at it, and it looked pretty good. And I asked what the trade was, and they told me. And I was like, geez, I I just put that on a credit card. Yeah. I mean, it it wasn't much at all. So I bought it. I told Julie on the phone, and she goes, I'm explaining it. And she goes, does it have a third row? And the moment she said that, I knew she wanted it. So she took that, and my dad took her vehicle. And we're kind of back into that situation. So I've been looking for a car for Julie for a while. And I knew when I found it, I would just know that this is the one. And I thought I had found one. It didn't work out. So that obviously wasn't meant to be. And then I had this customer call me on Monday, 730 in the morning. I get there way before everybody else. Yeah. And so I took the call. And these people want to know if I had a certain vehicle on the lot. I did. And they explained that they live uh, five hours north of us. And this was an inexpensive vehicle after taxes and everything. It's like $60,000. Mm-hmm. And they told me about the car they were going to trade in and it piqued my interest immediately. So when they brought their trade in, it, it, they never even saw this car before they decided they were going to buy it. No yeah. one drives five hours, six hours to look at a car (laughs) unless it's like a classic car. And
1: and if they're ringing around dealers with something specific in mind, that's because they've done the research. They've chosen one and they just want to find somebody who has it.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, they had instructions like, well, we want winter tires put on it before we get there. Yeah. Just the, which, whichever winter tires are the very best. Mm -hmm. Price never came up. They didn't care about the price. So I knew they had money. I knew they took care of their car. When we, took a look at their trade I pulled the carfax on it and they did every single thing you could possibly do to this car maintenance wise yeah if it's in the manual that's what they did mm-hmm. and so this car had just shy of 200,000 miles on it which should be a scary thing except it's a it's a Lexus and it's a Lexus 400h which is a smaller SUV but it's also a hybrid yeah and it was, it was just gorgeous. I mean, you could tell they it was dirty because they live on a dirt road. Mm-mm. Now that sounds like they, that means they would be poor. No, that means it's a very exclusive area where they live. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was just gorgeous. I could not believe the condition and the way it drove. Well, yeah, when
1: you, when you sent me a picture of it, uh, I I thought it was about five years younger than, than what it actually is because yeah. of the uh, of the condition of it. You know, it's.
0: it's- it's perfect. And so, um, yeah, that's what I did. I, I just... So does I, that have
1: a third row as well?
0: It does not. And, and Julie doesn't need the third row anymore. Oh, uh, right. In fact, okay. um, I'm sending you... I just texted you a picture of Julie next to the car. Um, it does not have a third row, and we don't need that, because we have the Sequoia. If she really needs a third row, then oh, she can oh, just right. take okay. the Sequoia. Yeah. Um, but remember, I didn't have the Sequoia when we got this. I had the Honda accord yeah so anyways that's it, it the car's beautiful it had brand new snow tires on it and it had uh, a set of one year old really good michelins wrapped up in bags in the back mm-hmm. um, i don't know if you guys do snow tires there
1: not really because we don't we don't you generally get, snow get that much we though we we get yeah. We, i mean some years it looks like this year we're not going to get any snow um and uh, and when we do get it it tends to be for a few days and then it melts yeah we don't get long periods of snow so people don't tend to do the winter tires thing here
0: winter tires you, know? y- you can only really you really only should drive them for about three seasons and only in the winter months because they're a very soft rubber uh they're very very sticky and they give you they, they make a a a regular car feel like a an all-wheel drive or a 4x4. Four four. I mean, yeah. they really do. Um, so I was happy that those were on it. But it was just – it was such a fantastic deal I, financially.
1: I, 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 not only that, I still can't believe the – I mean, this car looks like it just came – I know, it's obviously been cleaned all that. But it looks yeah. like it just came off the lot. I mean, it, it's – there's no there's – no, um, that I can see anyway from the picture you sent me. It doesn't look like there's any, any, you know, dints, bumps, Uh -uh. scratches, nothing on it. You know, it, it looks immaculate. Absolutely
0: immaculate. I I actually told the customer. Oh yeah. Yeah. I told the customer that I'm going to buy it. Yeah. I told him what the trade value was, which was exactly what Kelly blue book said. Mm -hmm. They didn't blink. Um, and, and you got the picture of Julie in front of it now. Yeah. got it. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I, there's no secrets here. I paid 5,000 bucks for this. Yeah. Which is a fantastic deal. Yeah. It's thousands less than what it says in good condition. And this is in, I don't want to say excellent, but it's in very good condition. Yeah. Everything's there. The only thing that doesn't work is the backup camera. Right. That's it. Which she's never had a backup camera. She, she probably doesn't care. Yeah. But the fact that it doesn't work means I have to get it working eventually because it will drive me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, uh, I mean, the, the one, the one thing that was intriguing to her was the headlight washer, right? She, she, she had to stand outside and see that in action.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's a hybrid, which means, you know, she'll get good gas mileage.
0: Most of her, ga- her driving is less than 10 miles a day. And it's well, within so the hi- yeah, so the four miles, miles distance. Oh yeah, it's going to be
1: because Leanne has Leanne's Yaris is a hybrid, yeah. and
0: that's yep. one of the
1: reasons we got that for her is because she does, uh, you know, short journeys.
0: This thing is butter smooth on the road, man. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, look, just, it's just. Let's just gives
1: you that that kind of luxury driving experience.
0: That's kind of what you want. You know? And it's kind I, of well, nice now probably- that we're both in Toyotas. <laughs> Yeah. I sold them it's kind of nice that we both have one
1: well so, so this I mean you know I'm very much minded like you I like Japanese cars I think they're far better than cars built in the west um, most of the cars I've had have been Japanese um, the uh, the Mazda I have now is you know it drives very smooth as well um, I'm Trust it for reliability, because, again, because it's a Japanese car. Uh, Leanne has the Toyota. Uh, but I said to you, when you initially sent, sent me the picture me, said, I've always wanted a Lexus, and I have. Um, it consistently wins. In JD Power in the UK, Lexus consistently, year-on-year, year wins. Best customer experience.
0: Yeah, it still does. Has Toyota, that, Lexus you know, does here yeah. in the US. Yeah, so. but,
1: you know, Lexus especially over Toyota, mm-hmm. because, obviously, they're a luxury brand. They go that extra yep. mile.
0: Yep. Um, and
1: and the cars are extremely reliable. They're extremely smooth to drive. They're um,
0: you know, they are pretty much top notch. So that was cool. uh, one of her Christmas. I, I, I
1: take it Julie likes it.
0: Yeah, here was my fear though. <laughs> Ju- the, it, I, I had a, a genuine fear about this. Julie is the type of person who's she's very frugal when it comes to spending yeah. money on things. So. Let's say she's been looking for she's she loves Harry Potter stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll be in a store and she'll see a T-shirt that's Harry Potter. It's a really cool one too, and it's on sale for five dollars. She will stop and look at it, and I'll look at it, and it's a great shirt. And I go, "Oh," and I could tell she likes it a lot. Mm-hmm. I go, "Well, you should get that." No, I don't. I don't. I don't need this, honey. It's it's five bucks. You just get it. No. That money's better spent elsewhere on other things. And I'm. Are you kidding me? It's five. It's nothing. It's less than a McDonald's lunch. But no, she won't buy it. Whereas is me, it, it, I'll buy is two that just in she case I.
1: Like spending money on herself?
0: Yeah. Mm. There is that. Um. I don't know. It's just her parents are kind of the same way, but well, in some respects, her, her parents will go thrift store shopping back when her dad wasn't suffering from the dementia. They would drive everywhere and buy everything, but only thrift store stuff. And her dad would probably show me something that he just got at the the thrift store that I would and you would consider junk but he was happy to find it and they you know that's Uh but it was cheap it was inexpensive they wouldn't go buy something brand new so I think Julie has that mentality at a certain point but she's happy with it and at the end of the day that's all I care about and that is uh, one of her that's the whole point of her Christmas presents yeah Um, anyways, let's move on. Got a couple stories that we wanted to talk about. The first one is, I think this is more about patents and just making money rather than, you know, a a consumer end thing. And that's TiVo. Uh, And to be honest, I thought TiVo was dead already. I mean, I don't know anybody who uses TiVo. Do you? So, sorry, the little glitch right there. The listener won't hear it, but David and I had some connection issues, and uh, I don't know. It, it still sounds a little glitchy, David. We had to switch over to Skype because Wire just kind of gave up the ghost. Um, yeah. But I think, I don't know, something's going on. I think it's on your end, to be honest with you, because things seem to be working just butter smooth here, but you're uh, still coming across. My- Mine is the
1: connection that's less reliable than yours and it still looks like we've got a little bit lag
0: yeah well
1: we'll just try and make the best of it i guess yeah apologies to the listeners i i also something i we we're going to talk about that i didn't talk about um is that i'm actually on a spare much older computer because my um (laughs) famous 15-inch MacBook Pro that I was very pleased with when I bought a couple of months ago it actually died on me just before we started recording, and it looks like it's the logic board is failing, so um, I had to pull to, pull out an, an older Mac MacBook Air, and I suspect it is also not particularly great. Fans are running on it while we're doing this, and it could be the machine that's
0: causing the problem. It's uh, unfortunate that for you it was a newer machine, but it wasn't a brand new MacBook Pro. No.
1: No, it wasn't. Um, you know, and and it worked fine for a couple of months. It was absolutely rock solid, reliable. But it, these these models are known for having logic board and graphics problems with the graphics cards. Um, it was well known that that this this would happen. I'm going to have to send it off and try and get it repaired. Uh, you can get the uh, the boards kind of reflowed and repaired by people who know what they're doing with this now. Um, and that's I'd rather do that. I think even though that I'm you know, then go out and buy the latest machines or, or a more modern machine because they all have their own problems as well. And so, unfortunately, Mac laptops are not in a good place and haven't been for some time.
0: No, and that's depressing because I think traditionally they've been some of the best laptops out there. But here's the problem. You use your laptop a lot for podcasting. And one of the discussions that we were having before mm. was that there's not a lot of good options for podcasters in the PC world, it seems like all podcasters use Macs.
1: It it does seem, certainly when I've searched to try and find that, because I have, because of my work, I have a lot of far newer far more robust windows machines than i have Macs. to be honest i really don't you use, i used to use my mac for work they don't let me do that anymore so consequently the only thing i use my mac for is podcasting um which is one of the reasons why i didn't really want to invest in one of the later ones because it would be a big investment for something that's used once a week yeah. now i have a brand i have a brand new surface laptop that i bought on black friday Yeah, it's the first-gen model, but it's an i7. It's a really nice machine. As I said, brand new out of the box. But the problem is, is that, yeah, as, as I said, the way I like to podcast is I like to record my voice while I'm talking to you. And then at the same time be running wire or what have you so we can talk to each other and then we each record our own ends the problem is recording at this end I use on the Mac I use uh, audio hijack which I like because I can take any source I can also use this to record an interview with somebody over Skype and actually separate that into two tracks something that's completely easy to do with audio hijack I can't find equivalent software for the for, for, for the PC
0: which is could, funny because, you know, traditionally you think of Mac versus PC where there's a lot more. I'm going back to the 80s and the mid-2000s, of course, but there's a lot more software uh, nowadays on the PC. Well, yeah, th- and I think that's still true to a certain extent, but I don't know. When it comes to these niche type of things, I think the Mac is still king. When it comes to photo editing and video editing, I think the Mac is still much more robust. And when it comes to audio, I think everybody uses the Mac.
1: Yeah, certainly seems to be true, um, but it kind of sucks for me because I could really do with doing it in Windows. I've been, I, you see, I could record in Adobe Audition, um, and that would probably work. But again, that, that we're talking about a big step up in complexity and cost over Audio Hijack. Yeah. And so, I to do that, I need to sit down and figure it out. You know, I'm not going to invest in Audition until I'm sure that it does the job for me, and I need to sit down and see what it does, see what it doesn't do, see how I can make it do the things I need it to do. And it's a big, complex program, and that needs time. And time is, uh, you know, one thing's you and I are both at short supply. The advantage of the Mac is it just works, except when it doesn't, because the machine fails. Yeah. So, um, you know, and really, ideally, what I would have is I'd have a, um, you know, a more robust Mac like an iMac or something set up here. But my house is too small for me to have a permanent desk. So um, the desk space we have is devoted to the kids for school. So I don't have space for a, um, an iMac, which, is again, is unfortunate.
0: Well, when I hit the lotto and I, and I win like $150 million, we'll set you up with a podcasting studio. As, uh, there and I'll do one here, of course, and well, not here in, in, in Michigan because if I win 150 million dollars, I'm totally moving. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, no, the same. Well, I mean, have, we'll I've have always- five different shows that we do every day.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's just, that's exactly my plan too. And yes, I would, would invest in an iMac Pro or something like that for doing that then. But um, well, here there's a bad.
0: question: Would you go? You you we're we're doing this right so. You're yeah. setting up your studio. I'm setting up my studio. The Mac Pro is out now, mm-hmm. and we were joking. Um, in fact, you sent me a text last week that the highest configured one's like twenty five thousand dollars or something like that, or fifty thousand. No, I no, what what right. it was
1: it was, was fifty seven thousand. Yeah. I think yeah. with the screen, mm-hmm. and that no, sorry, that was before I added the screen. Right. Uh, that was basically maxing out everything.
0: So. Here's the question. Then you're setting up a studio. Are you going to go? What? What? What are you going to go with? Are you going to get the Mac Pro? Are you going to get the iMac Pro? I mean, personally, I think the iMac See, Pro would make way more sense. I I do too.
1: Uh, that's probably what I would go for. I think the you know the Mac Pro is much better if you're doing video. Yep. Because you can add extra grunt to it, you can add these fancy graphics cards that that do the uh, you know the mega processing. Apple has that Afterburner card that's like a a, a programmable ASIC card that allows you to really optimize video rendering. But you know for audio, it's all to do with the processors, and you can get eight or 12 core processors in a mac in an imac pro and then you're getting an all-in-one unit with the screen that you know very good screen as well you're not having to buy the extra screen one of the dilemmas that i've heard people talking about looking to buy the mac pro is you know they the mac pro is already expensive enough most configurations people want are between seven and ten thousand dollars and and then the only screen option they've got if they want something that kind of fits the aesthetic Uh, And is completely reliable and also connects easily because of the type of connections it has. Is that Apple XDR display? But that's another six, seven thousand dollars. Yeah. So it's a doubling of the price just for the screen, and it's not that's that's not good value for most people because most people don't need the features of that screen.
0: And let's be honest, the problem is, if you don't buy that,
1: what do you buy? You buy a crappy two hundred and fifty. Yeah, you buy a crappy two hundred and fifty LG monitor. Um, and yeah, you're doing audio processing, so you're not gonna you're not gonna benefit from that screen.
0: Right, and then. You, the whole fact of the, the Mac Pro is going to be noisier than the iMac. It just is. Yeah. And I know they're very quiet, but not for audio. You, you can't have a machine that decides that now a good time to run the fans. Yeah. And so I think I think for our hypothetical studios here, I think we're going with the twenty-seven inch iMac Pro. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, speaking of monitors, you know, as my day job, I, I work at a uh, dealership. And I am probably, when it comes to the tech, way more advanced than most people there for obvious reasons. So our networked computers are, they're little towers, tiny little Dells that doesn't have a whole lot of punch to them, which is fine because everything we do is cloud-based anyways. It's just Internet stuff, right? Including our CRM. Mm -hmm. It's not stored locally. You don't store anything locally except for you know, maybe a PDF and stuff like that. So yeah, everything and the advantage is networked. Of
1: that is that the advantage of that is that if you ever have had to vacate the dealership and move somewhere else because of, you know, break-ins or fire or the source of risks that having a lot of cars around might expose your building to, um, you can immediately set up operations somewhere else. You get stock and then you can operate out of anywhere.
0: Well, or if my computer died completely, I just plug another computer and in, sign into my account. Exactly. And it's right back where I left it minus the stuff on yeah. my desktop, which is fine. Yeah, um, because I don't actually keep anything on my desktop that you know I I can do I can't do without it's it's all cloud based. So yeah. as such, they don't spend a lot of money on these machines, and that includes the monitors. So we all have dual monitor setups, but they're all these well, they're the 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 Dells and the HP monitors that came with these computers, and you know they're all either seventeen or nineteen inch monitors. Yeah, with pretty bad resolution.
1: Well, they're probably quite old as well. They are. Um, yeah, so you know, it's what what you got seven or eight years ago in terms of monitors. The it will be the cheapest choice was was adequate and not much, not really any better than that.
0: Right, and they're not going to upgrade these monitors anytime soon. I mean, and I yeah. get it; they 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 work fine. What do you need a new monitor for? Well, yeah. Um, this past week we have what's called a pull board. This time of the year. And when you Mm -hmm. sell a car, and it's delivered, it's gone, it's burning gas going down the road, you get a pull on the pull board. And you pull a folded envelope with a card inside of it, and there's a dollar amount written on that card. Mm -hmm. And so obviously the more cars you sell, the more pulls you get, the more money you can make. Yeah. So I had, uh, what was it, three pulls on the board uh, the last time. Mm And so I pulled these cards i I sold more cars, but they weren't delivered yet, so yeah uh, and one of them was two hundred and fifty bucks, uh-huh, so I was quite happy with that, but yeah. I spent a hundred and fifty on it of that money because i I kind of consider it free money, yeah, uh on a thirty two inch curved samsung h d m i screen that plugs right into my computer. And wow. the difference is phenomenal. Uh, it, for the first ten minutes of using this curved screen, it seemed weird. Yeah. Um, and and where I've got it set up, I, I'd see the reason that I did this is I want to see more on my screen. I'm much more efficient if I can have quick access to different things. And even the dual screen monitor setup, because where I had to put my second monitor, I, I'm constantly turning my head to look over here and then look back at this screen. I didn't like it.
1: So you you replaced both monitors with this no, one. No, I still one, I, did you? I
0: still kept a second monitor for just email, which I don't really need right. cuz most of my email that is business related comes through the CRM. The rest of it is, right. you know, a notification of this or that. Right. Okay. Um so 99% of the time I'm looking at this big screen now. And that was the case before, except it was a much smaller screen, so I was constantly juggling windows. Don't have to do that now and it's now that I'm used to this dual this uh, curved screen, I, I actually really like it. Now, it does not have the resolution of the Asus that I'm sitting in front of right now, even though it's a bigger screen. This is a 27-inch, um, mm-hmm. and the one at work is a 32, so you think, well, it's, it's, you're going to see a lot more. No, I actually see a lot more on the one that I'm in front of now because it has a much higher resolution. It's a, The other one is a an HDMI um, 1080p screen. Right. That's pretty limiting. That's pretty small compared to what I get on this one. Um, yeah. In fact, my resolution on this screen, I can't even remember what it was. I'm going to pull up my uh, my monitor. Uh, isn't that up in the dock, though? Or in the... No, it's not. Where's my monitor? It's been so long since I've gone to the monitor display. So I'm at... Well, it doesn't say... Uh, rotation no, arrangement.
1: You no, know, you have to t- you have to um, you have to change the resolution from default for display to scale to see what you're running
0: at. Uh, I don't see scale. Oh, scaled. Oh, yeah. I'm at um, two, uh, 2560 by fourteen forty. <laughs> right. So that's four fourteen forty p. But
1: here's the thing right for old guys like you and i yeah <laughs> you know those high resolutions yes. all they do is they make everything smaller which we can't see because we've got old eyes so actually you know what probably 1080p is probably good. is is good is good for old guys you know it's only is, is. those young ones who can use because even if you have a resina monitor yeah, you, you I mean, they come out of the box. Apple scales them to run effectively like 1080p resolution, even though they, yeah, it looks like 1080p, even though it's using Retina Display. They don't give you, you know, genuine one-for-one resolution, pixel resolution on a Mac. No,
0: because you wouldn't see it. Yeah.
1: Because you wouldn't see it, and yeah. so it's the same, same problem. And, you know, one of the good things about – I don't know whether you're running Windows 10 on those machines at work. One of the good we things are. that Windows 10 does nowadays is – unlike older versions of windows it's much much better at uh scaling resolutions properly and adjusting all the font size and, and the systems and everything so it looks looks all right on a um high resolution monitor
0: yeah i i could tell you i was extremely happy the same was a, it was 150 bucks it was on it sale the thing, though, just, it was half off you know
1: This is this is the. I mean, Apple doesn't sell monitors anymore, apart from that Pro XDR display. But while their monitors were always great, they were always three, three, four times more cost than than what you could get. Do you remember one of the early things I did on this show, or on on the um, previous show, was talking about a Dell monitor I got that was the equivalent of a Cineba display. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I paid. 200 pounds for it rather than the 650 pounds they wanted for a cinema display
0: i love that screen apple's been in the expensive monitor business for a very long time and yeah. i never understood it I, and to this day i don't because if the competition is even if it's almost as good but it's a quarter of the cost wh- I, why would you not get s- well, and save I, I money think, it, it just doesn't make i any think sense. this is I tell you, one of the reasons now
1: that Apple does not sell monitors and they sell and their their primary desktop line is the iMac is exactly for this reason because they'd rather just put a good display into the computer, yeah, and sell it to as an all-in-one. They, you know, and most people are perfectly happy with that. The reality is is that most people buying Macs who they want a desktop machine, they'll buy an i. Most people will buy an iMac. Yeah you know yeah. and and they'll be very happy the, the screens on the iMacs have always been very good even the the entry level ones which is kind of a is is really a machine nobody should buy because the internals are so old but the screens on those those entry level 21.5-inch in iMacs they're not retina but they're still very good screens compared to you know what you buy from HP or somebody else
0: so one of the things that we we're talking about before wire crash and we skipped over to Skype here um, and it's been a long time since we, either one of us has used Skype um, yeah, it's pretty good, actually. Yeah, it's it's working fine. I, I I've got to be honest with you. I use Skype for business all the time at work. Yeah, and I don't.
1: You know, most of the time most of the time it's very good. So.
0: So we were yeah. talking. We started talking about TiVo to merge with entertainment tech firm. Now I don't know how to say this name. X-P-E-R-I. X P E R I. Uh,
1: Xperi, maybe? I, I
0: don't know. Yeah. Who the hell knows? Uh, I,
1: I never think there's positive branding if you've got a name that people might not be able to pronounce. Yeah, with.
0: that's stupid. There you go. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that TiVo was even still in business, but this merger doesn't look consumer-focused. This looks patent-focused, uh, i.e., hey, we have all these patents and a lot of the tech world and entertainment world is using these technologies that, quite fairly, TiVo invented, and popularized even though their products haven't risen to the top. They remember every, at the time everybody wanted a TiVo because they invented the DVR. And yeah. oh that's oh my god you can pause it and you can skip commercials and it was amazing. Now that's commonplace. That's anything could do that. Your set top box from your cable company does that. So it's not that big of a deal anymore, but they invented it. I'm sure they it's patent protected and all that. The problem is Tivo lost out the consumer market. They're they're an also rand at this point. I don't know anybody who uses Tivo. Nobody. So this is all about um, patents. That's how they make their money, licensing and, uh, and stuff like that.
1: And they say it right up on the front. In their press announcement for this, they say Xperi and Tivo to combine, complaining a leader in consumer and entertainment technology and IP licensing.
0: That's and you what know what is. this
1: is about. I guarantee you, this is, pe- for people going, oh, well, what are they going to do, go after the cable companies? No. They're going to go after people who have streaming services like Netflix, Apple, and Disney, who have deep pockets, and they're going to say, oh, yeah, those interfaces you use on Netflix,
0: that's TiVo technology. Well, they, prob- that. they probably already pay TiVo for these things. I mean, that's probably the only reason TiVo's still in business, because if it was just a consumer-focused company, which is what I thought they were, uh, because uh, honestly, I never really thought about it much to begin with uh, in the last 10 years. Um, that's probably already how they do make their money. That's why they still exist. They probably already have all these agreements with all these companies. That's why this Xperi company is just basically going to take them over because that's where the value is. That's not a bad business proposition, though. I mean, if everybody's going streaming, everybody's going online, and it's your underlying patents and technology that's kind of helping drive that, which is probably why when you get onto a Disney Plus, a Hulu, uh, an Amazon, a Netflix, all the interfaces are kind of similar. It might be just because of this, because they have the patents for these things, and thus you know, hey, you got to pay the piper to to use this type of technology. And I don't have a problem with that per se, but (sighs) I kind of do at the same time. But, look, let's be honest, David. If you and I started uh, something and we invented something and everybody else started aping it, we'd want to get paid. But, you know.
1: Yeah, I, the, the, I can't help feeling that if Tivo really had a strong patent leg to stand on with some of these things, then they would have already done the approaches and got the licensing sorted. No, so I'm you saying that I bet for, they
0: have. I bet they already have well, all these licenses. That's why you know they're, what? They're, they're still the a company.
1: They're paying they're paying um, three billion dollars to buy TiVo. Right. Yeah? And then you look through the statement and it says that um, the companies expect to achieve at least fifty million dollars of annualised run rate cost savings integrating their products and IP licensing business. Right. So they're going to save some money in bringing those together. Right. Yeah. But if they're paying three billion dollars, they're expecting to generate far more revenue than TiVo currently does. And the only way they can do that is by um, is by suing people for for money that they're not paying at the moment to TiVo. I'm telling you, this is a patent troll deal and um, it's not going to be a positive experience for everybody for the 12, by any stretch of the imagination for
0: the 12 months that ended September 20th the two companies together earned 1.09 billion in combined revenue in billings and more than 250 million in operating cash flow so that tells it doesn't break out which one's doing more but that tells me that TiVo has is still making money, they're not going to give them 3 billion dollars on hoping that they can go after a bunch of patent trolls um, or become a patent troll. I think TiVo already has all these licensing agreements in place. Um, and this new company sees that getting stronger and stronger and stronger as time goes on. I think that's what it's about. I don't think they're going to become a tra- patent troll. I think they may already be that. Yeah, I mean, I other consumer couple- licenses include Huawei, LG, Microsoft, Nikon, Panasonic, and Sony and that's so the, uh, that's expirery yeah, already yeah. gets
1: that they they're getting licensing for DTS which is a, like a Dolby type situation on mobile and headphones they're getting some HD radio stuff for a couple of car models but um you know and I'm, I'm looking at their uh, their quarterly results here yeah, and uh, um, TiVo has a
0: patent licensing deals with pay TV operators, including AT and T, Altis USA, Charter, Sky, and Verizon has been locked in a long running legal battle dispute with Comcast. So, yeah, I, I this is this company is all about I
1: patent and IP yep, licensing. You're right, hundred percent. What right. they do? Yep. yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, I think that TiVo is a consumer facing product is dead and I think they've been dead for a long time
1: yeah they've been you know I know I've, a couple of podcasters or lessons who still have their TiVos and constantly complain when when the um, platform is upgraded and I use that word advisedly because the upgrades appear to be downgrades in functionality and um, and and um, service you know um, yeah i I'd look I mean just look in here they they they've um this company has got litigation against nvidia at the moment Yep. um they have just reached a settlement with samsung or they reached one last year over memory patents this is what they do mm-hmm. you know and they what well, i guarantee you they're going to go after the people with the biggest po- pockets it's going to be apple it's going to be netflix it's going to be disney comcast uh, yeah, anybody who does streaming, basically, they're going because what they, I guarantee, what they're after is expanding the TiVo plat patents, which are about doing this thing on a standalone computer connected to your TV, into doing the same things over a streaming service. And they're going to say, "Oh, well, the patent's the same, even though it isn't." Because yep. you and I both know it isn't.
0: No, it isn't. Of course not. You know, you know. This patent gonna- of ideas and and well, your idea is kind of similar to mine, so you got to pay me. It's always been distasteful to me, and I think it is to consumers yeah, as, as a general rule. Unfortunately, in the media landscape, no one's ever going to talk about this. Well, they won't until um, the lawsuits come out, and then... Um, they won't talk about them either, like, because consumers and people pe- who watch news don't really care about lawsuits. It'll be places like well, The Verge if, that talk about if it. it.
1: If it, Well, the thing is, if these if these lawsuits lead to increased costs for uh, consumers then they're going to know about it because that'd be my move is if somebody puts the strong arm on me saying that you know my uh, on-screen controls uh, are covered by some patent from TiVo I'm going to I'm going to make sure the news knows about that so they know that if they win
0: it, all you hear about is Disney Plus is going to raise their rates by a dollar a month and you could be like well yeah oh, but oh, if, yeah. if i'm if i'm going to raise my rates because some patent but you're not strong arm that market. it's because of the patent troll that's my point
1: no I my my as a consumer i would i would expect as a delivering to a consumer if me as a company has to raise my rates because of a patent troll licensing deal i'm going to go to the media and make sure
0: everybody knows it. yeah but unfortunately the same companies that we're talking about participate in the same kind of strong arm
1: Well, yeah but you don't you don't have to tell tell anybody that do you
0: yeah you know if you're apple
1: if you're apple and and you're gonna you're gonna Fight back against a patent. You're going to go public about the fact that somebody's having a go for you. You're not going to mention that you're doing the same to other people.
0: Well, because they, they've that's kind just, of already done. That's just that just PR, with, isn't it? Yeah, they're they're already in a, locked in a legal battle with that with Cisco, isn't it? Is it Cisco? Yeah. Well, that's my point. You don't know anything about it, and and we're Mac fans. I mean, that's kind of the point. Yeah, well, that's it's our team, so. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, the other news that I want to talk about before we wrap up this episode of Tech Fan is um, I've been a loud critic of the current designs of cell phones. I think they're stale. They're boring. I'm yeah. not talking about the software. I'm talking about the physical phones. They're boring. I'm tired of the same type of phone that I've been using since 2007.
1: And yeah, magic <clears throat> magic slabs of glass no longer light your candle.
0: They, they really don't. Um, I get excited briefly when Apple comes out with a new iPhone and it's got three cameras now and, you know, super screens and okay, well then two months later, I'm like, yeah, it's the same phone that I'm using right now. Um, Motorola kind of was going to do something different. They're bringing back the razor, except it's a foldable phone and it's, it folds, Vertically, rather than horizontally, or did I get that? Yeah, it, no, it folds yeah, horizontally. It folds like the razor. Right. It folds like the razor did, which was
1: always similar to the communicator in Star Trek. Yes. Where it, you it hold it in up. your hand and you flip it up. That's exactly it. And then it then it doubles in so size. So that would be vertical.
0: Yeah. Whereas yeah. what Samsung was or Samsung? Yeah, Samsung was doing. No, Motorola yeah. was doing. No, Samsung. Samsung. Yeah, Samsung. Samsung's one kind of opens like a book. Yes. So that was horizontal. Yeah. Yeah,
1: well, whatever it is, yeah. one opens like a book. One opens like a communicator. And the communicator the one, one seems
0: to make more sense because it's actually going to save more space in your pocket that way.
1: Exactly, but the problem is, is that apparently, like all things nowadays, it was it was talked about, it was promoted, it was said this was the second coming of technology before they actually had it working. And they said because that you were
0: going now, to be able to start pre-ordering it on December twenty-sixth.
1: Yeah, and now they're saying, oh, we're not quite ready for that
0: yet. Yeah, so this this, <laughs> this is their announcement. Since its announcement in November, November people, a month yeah. ago, the new Motorola yeah. Razor has received an unparalleled, unparalleled excitement and interest from consumers. Demand has been high, and as a result, has quickly outgrown supply predictions. Motorola has decided to adjust Razor's pre-sale and launch timing to better meet consumer demand. We are working to determine the appropriate quality or quantity, and schedule and ensure that more consumers have access to the Razor at launch. We do not anticipate a significant shift from our original availability timeline. But they didn't say when it is. And no. And and whoever heard of a company when they've got massive interest in
1: pre-orders and they're going to outstrip supply, saying, "Well, the best thing for us to do is not ship anything." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, rather than rather <laughs> than out rather than sell out completely and then tell customers they'll have to wait right. until we build some more. Which is what Nintendo yeah. does.
0: Which and which is what everybody does. Well, yeah. Nintendo's Even Apple's kind of done mad. that in the past. Yeah, but Nintendo's the master yeah. at this. They'll they'll release yeah, something yeah. and everybody wants it. And there's a scramble and you see them online and people set up websites to to tell you where they're available and oh they're already sold out. Nintendo is the me- We've talked about this. Remember the, yeah, the we Nintendo have. Classic? Exactly. You and know.
1: whether you whether you like whether um, we've railed against Nintendo for, you know, and not anticipating demand and not but, building enough of the things.
0: But, doing it but on the purpose. point is
1: the the point is you always do that if you're going to do it yep. because at least then you have the the publicity buzz you have it in customers' hands you have people who are happy with it you, you you know those websites where people are selling them at double the
0: list price and everything all of that is good PR for Absolutely. how great your product is yep <laughs> yeah. all these what YouTube you videos is, pop up but yeah what you don't yeah. do is say oh we're just we're, we're going to hold off selling it for a while
1: yeah, yeah because you know that's that, that, a little that, funny oh, yeah, exactly
0: and I, I I think I smell a cracked
1: OLED screen I, I, there
0: I don't I don't think that They're even close to shipping this thing. I think it has so many problems. They're like, dude, this is not working at
1: all. This is is basically this was going to be – the problem with these folds is that you can't fold them to a full 90-degree angle because that breaks the screens. Right. And I think what they've not solved yet is how they fold a, a vertical flip phone in a way that actually p- avoids putting too much radius on the screen so it breaks and I think then, Microsoft and
0: again, I f- the, has the right idea which is it's two screens
1: yeah that's, absolutely that's I, I completely not agree with you because you can do screens very close to the edge now yeah. and nobody really cares about the ridge in the no, middle no nobody would care yeah yeah. The whole point is nobody wants one big continuous screen, especially on this, which is going to be thinner.
0: Well, it's than not normal. that nobody wants it. I just don't think people care if there's a line between the two screens. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. I think everybody would yeah. love a bigger screen as long as it doesn't take a bigger footprint in your pocket, because that's where the hearts and minds are one. I have this big screen, but I can fold it up, and it fits in my pocket, and it's awesome. But but
1: what nobody wants is a screen that doesn't fold properly, right, and therefore leaves a gap that gets dust in, or it breaks, which right. is exactly what happens to the Samsung phone. And, and you they know have to that's completely- happening with
0: the Razer. You yeah, know it exactly. is. They have yeah. not solved this problem. Yeah. And and I, it's well known he, that yeah. a, a YouTuber mocked up what would be a Motorola Razor in the modern age and Motorola saw that and then basically said, yes, that's what we're making. Yeah. And they jumped a gun. They look stupid now. And I think it's hilarious. And
1: yeah. uh, the other, yeah, the other problem do you remember before, before Apple came along with the iPhone um, and apparently conductive screens, the type that you're on the iPhone, right. where, where you know it's very responsive, have been invented for some time, but for some reason nobody was using them. They were all using those resistive screens where you had a plastic layer over yeah. the screen. And when you press down on it, that created a conduction point and the screen knew where you were pressing the Newton had it the Palm Pilot had it basically everything that had a touch screen had it and they were icky because you could feel the movement of that plastic screen and also because it was plastic it was soft it scratched easily yeah the difficulty with all these folding phones is it's bringing that back because you have to make the screen out of plastic Because it has
0: to fold. You can't fold glass. And nobody's going to like the way they feel. Nobody.
1: No, because we all want glass screens because glass is an infinitely better experience than a plastic
0: screen. Yep. And that's why I say Microsoft got it right because they're putting glass screens, dual screens, but it's two screens. I, I think it's kind of awesome. Microsoft's solution to this problem to me and we talked about this when when they what is it called the the surface something I, the
1: surface there's, they have two there 's the surface neo and the surface duo and um, don 't tell me uh, don 't ask me which is which, yeah, but one know. is like a, one is like a two screen laptop and the other one is a two screen phone
0: and I think both of them yeah. are the right direction um, and, I guarantee I you Apple you, is paying attention yeah. to this. Yeah.
1: I, I guarantee you, you can say what you want about Microsoft software. Uh, with this one, the uh, the laptop-like one is going to be running a cut-down, streamlined version of Windows, and then the phone will run Android with Microsoft apps on. Now, you can say what you want about their software approach, but I'll tell you one thing that Microsoft is generally pretty good at hitting the mark straight off for a company that's, that's, that's never really built these devices before about five years ago is their hardware is normally pretty good. Yep you know you won't pick up these phones and go well the hardware is a fail straight out of the box which is exactly what people said with the samsung and i think motorola certainly said with this yep is that the hardware is not
0: adequate screw the software and i think that's where we're going to leave it um yet another company that wanted to jump the gun you know don't don't show us what you got until you actually got it and uh you lose a lot of faith in the people that would have supported you. Atari's doing the same thing right now. They've got that, uh, the new Atari 2600 VCS coming out and they keep releasing all this news about it. But so far it's ghost. And the people who I think some of the classic arcade and and video game stuff that I belong to on Facebook, most of them are like, this is never actually going to come out. Or if it does, it's not going to be anything like they promised. And this is why I, I give some credit to Apple with their se- their secrecy that they don't announce it till it's ready for the most part. But they've done that in the past as well. Hello, charging pad for my iPhone and watch.
1: Yeah, um, well, yeah, you know. But even with the Mac Pro, they um, they only gave a six months lead on what it was going to be like. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but only only when they had the details kind of nailed down, I, I I think they were it looks to me like they really. Came close to line to get that thing shipping this year to meet their deadline mm-hmm. of 2019, and the reality is, is that apart from people reviewing it, I think most customers aren't going to get them till next year. But um, you know that that kind of is what it is. That you know you have to you have to play the marketing game. Uh, with my problem with Apple is not so much them announcing products and then not releasing them it's the fact that they announce and release products that have major flaws and they ignore the flaws for years and years that seems to be
0: their, um, their MO. gambit in the minute Yeah. yeah. so David uh, I know you're not going to be here next week when we do Geeks Po. I'm going to have a special no, guest I'm, tr- I'm going to Israel for a wedding yeah. so um, um, that so be fun r- we will be back in uh, two weeks with another episode of Tech Fan unless we just can't hold off and we have to do an Extra Geeks Pub simply to talk about Star Wars. We'll see. Um, But I will see you in a couple weeks. Have a good Christmas to you and all the listeners. Bye. Bye.